Today Show. Where smart is the new sexy. And now, April Hunter. What's up, legends, you beautiful, smart, and sexy people? Welcome to a special Valentine's Day show where we are not going to make you puke with couple stuff. We have some really interesting stuff going on tonight we're going to share with you, like uh, weird historical facts, um, crazy, like batshit crazy, um, historical love stories, and, you know, some things that will help you with your own self-like communication. And uh, what else we got? We have here attachment theory that we're going to talk about tonight, too, as well as some fun Valentine's facts. And Ray is with us tonight and uh, looking awesome. Looking awesome. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> yeet, yeet, yeet. How are you doing, hey. sis? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. It's nice to see everybody joining in. I know we're here an hour earlier. Um, we did that because we figure some of you have plans, whether that's to Netflix and chill or to Netflix and chill. Um, we figured we'd get this this show on the road a little earlier so we could let you guys do what you're going to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm glad to see uh, you're wearing red. Did you did you uh, did you look in my closet? I I you know we're just on that kind of spiritual connection. I think. I think so. Yeah, I, I got so. my little heart on back here. My little you little what? Watch your mouth. My heart on. My little heart on. Yes, my little heart on. My little thingy here. I did my best to decorate. Uh, not as well as you. You you, you win. Yes, I yeah. spent hours on. Why does your video look all grainy? And is like, my video grainy? Yeah, it doesn't look too clear. Maybe it's uh, just me. No, maybe I had my computer worked on this week. Maybe there's a fingerprint on it. Hang on. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a fingerprint. This is this is a live, ladies and gentlemen. As April is wiping her screen, yeah, and I'm wiping my nose. No, it's like an internet thing. Was it just is me, it? guys? Or yeah, this looks like an internet internet thing. I don't know. Me I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it grainy or am I okay? Like, is my video coming? Yeah, you're clear, and hers not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Happy red, sunny, bake wig, Alex. Cool, awesome dude, Gam Woofers. Who else is in here tonight? Uh, I remember some Winona. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Happy VD. War Demon, Carlos. Hello, hello. Okay, so people are saying it's 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 you. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe it's on yeah. my end. So I look grainy. <laughs> yeah, hi, Eva. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, happy Singles Awareness Day. So um, <laughs> I thought we... Uh, could start off with some weird, weird Valentine's Day facts. If you want to learn some interesting stuff. Yeah. Tell me. What, what, so what, some, what? I don't know if we did these last year or not, but they're still fascinating to me. Um, so X, you know, we sign off on our letters with X. The, the app? Was, um, no, 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 oh. <laughs> not the app. You know, XO, XO, hugs and kisses, hugs yeah. and kisses. Oh. So it was not originally a symbol for a kiss. Although we sign off our letters and texts with X's these days, um, this was this was not uh, the letter's original purpose. In medieval times, when people did not know how to sign their names, they would simply sign off with an X, and this includes contracts and, and marriage contracts as well. And then to show their fealty, loyalty, and or affection, they would then kiss the X before sending the letter or handing the contract over. And that's how so it became known as a kiss. So forgery was like really easy back then I'm oh sorry. super easy yeah you could totally sign someone else's check how did they how did they differentiate like the x's um i'm i'm assuming we had a lot of uh witnesses and notaries just standing around on back in those days probably use one of those special stamps and stuff like the the, the wax stamps maybe. right they pour the wax and seal it and yeah i don't i don't know that is a good question <laughs> if you get to know and hi everybody joining us fred sunny i did get gifts today i haven't had a chance to go through things oh. but as soon as i will i'm going to i'm gonna write to you guys and say thank you and i'm wearing your gift from before so thank that? you yeah i i got a, a bracelet back you know I think it was I like, like last year. I do. I love this thing. Nice. Um, yeah, I got a couple of Amazon gift cards from people, and I didn't get a chance to say thank you yet, but I, I saw them, and s some things arrived in the mail. I haven't had a chance to go through things. Winona, 
which I didn't pick it up yet, but Winona sent me a spanking paddle that she made. Oh, I got like 10 of those things. Do? Well, I'm I'm going to have fun with this. And uh, I also want to shout out to our very own War Demon, who's been with us since day one. And this is, our, this is like our third year anniversary. Our third year anniversary came between last week and this week's show. Yeah. War Demon has been here since the beginning. It is his birthday tomorrow. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, War Demon. Happy birthday. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chris War Demon. Happy birthday to you and many more. Woo! <laughs> and uh, thank you for being here. We have a lot of our originals here. And we're nice. seeing, I'm seeing some new people here. So thank you for joining us. If you're new, welcome, welcome to the A Show. We're smart as the new sexy. We have a little thing where if you throw some some biddies, you make it rain. We show some titties. Yes, titties. Yeah, not theoretically, but we do flex them. Oh. And uh, Ray will do the same. It's rather spectacular when he does it. <laughs> can you see, can you see um, no, nothing. No, I can, yeah, I can see it a little bit. It's moving. It's Nomad, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, right, red. Chuck, what's up, Dark Side? Hi. So yeah, you want to hear another one? Uh, yeah. Although that's my favorite, the, the how the X became to represent the kisses is my favorite. What about okay, the so O's? Can't, I don't know. Oh. I guess that just represents like hugging. You know, hugging. I got you. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, like Cheers. <laughs> um, candy hearts were originally medical lozenges. So oh. a Boston-based pharmacist, uh, Oliver Chase, invented the the machine that produced small medical lo- lozenges. When he saw the popularity of these small pop-in medicines or pop-up medicines, um, he turned them into candy with cute messages on them. So wait a That's second, it. you're saying that? Um, well, I guess I guess a box of chocolates always uh, heals the heart, right? Ha! No, I don't know. I don't know. But can- yeah, it's, I pull off because like candy hearts taste awful. They are. They're like the candy corn of Valentine's Day. Well, so wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Eh. What, what, every, 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 uh, holiday has its shit candy, right? Uh-huh. So candy hearts is one. Whoa, 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 whoa. How dare you besmirch the good name of, of candy corn. Candy corn's fucking Can- delicious. No, no, no yes. come on. No, it's, it's great. I love it. I really yeah. do love it. Oh, my dad. Yes. Easter is marshmallows. <laughs> Peeps. What? Those are delicious. Are you serious? Why? Okay. All right. Maybe I'll. What do, do you guys? Am I am I not? Do what? me a favor. Can you prove to me you have a heart? God damn it! How dare you? I, yeah, here. No, not that one. Not the heart on. We got a heart little, right here. What does it say? Little dick. What does it say? It says ish libadish. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> damn, those are good. Am That's I the only one here that likes candy, candy corn, and and and, and peeps? They're delicious. Know. Oh yes, if if Lint's made okay, if Lint made it, it would be good. Or oh, Cadbury, if Cadbury. Cadbury cream eggs. Do you like those at least? I like the caramel ones, not the regular ones. Sorry, I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, so thank you, Eva. Candy corn is just okay. Like, would you cross burning coals for candy corn? Smoldering. <laughs> right, I'm on a fucking roll today. No, I don't think anybody in this chat, none of y'all would cross burning coals for candy corn. So what's your favorite what's your favorite holiday chocolate or candy period? Like you have to pick one. Oh god. Just one? It would come down to between peppermint bark at Christmas time. Oh, that's good. Oh, I don't fuck around. That's peppermint really bark. good. Or the Cadbury, either the Cadbury eggs or the Cadbury um, caramel eggs at Easter. Damn, that's, that's really good. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, a I don't plain, play. I don't play. I'm an old-fashioned guy. Like, I love peppermint. Like, just like, the, yes. like a good quality uh, peppermint stick or, or a candy cane. Yes. Oh, my God. I can go through yes. those. And they're very low in calories, by the way. Oh, I just, I like the peppermint in my chocolate to <sighs> any degree. Oh, oh, you guys, I found a really cool... Oh, oh, oh. A cool recipe, okay. So if you're trying to cut sugar, so you get the get the the Jello pudding 
you can either make it or you can pudding pop. Yeah, you get the jello pudding pops. Put the the jello pudding chocolate. Well, you can do vanilla too, but get the chocolate or the dark chocolate, the sugar free. And this is great. This is pretty okay for diabetics. So, and then you can either get the regular whipped cream, which is low in sugar, or you can get the sugar free. Uh, extra creamy whipped cream, which I think Land Lakes makes, which is too amazing. And then you take some crushed candy canes. How dare you? Yeah. So you have the you have the dark chocolate sugar-free pudding. Okay. You crush the candy cane pieces up and put it on there. And then you top all that with the sugar-free or the low sugar whipped cream. Enjoy. It is so what? satisfying after dinner when you're like, you know, like if you're salad cream by day and a junk food whore at night. Right. This is so good this will this will do it for you i'm a whore yeah heath so bars. what are heath bar? no heath so bars, heath bars are good no they're no fantastic. no no. he's talking they're about not. that's that's his that's his halloween candy right there oh heath bars are good mm-hmm. what's the other one um remember score that's this is it similar score yes. score bars score bars were pretty good score bars are fucking good yeah we're known to say a toss-up for me between peanut butter fudge and peanut butter roll oh you're a peanut butter girl huh i'm a peanut butter guy i, I, I am, love peanut I am butter. not what? I keep it in the what house for the dogs. What is going on today? I keep it. Well, I keep it in the house for the dogs. They I love thought it, you were like but... my sister, and it's like no all this weirdness. No heart. I don't you hate candy cane and children. What's going on over here? I like candy canes. I don't. I I like children on a case by case basis. Oh Jesus Christ! You don't like kids? Oh Jesus! I'm. I like a child. I don't Are like you? children. <laughs> Are you man? No, I, I get it. Like a lot of them at one time just want to. No, it's you know what it is. The parents usually suck. I mean, a lot there's a lot of sucky parents out there. I was at the store. Okay, listen to this. I was at Aldi. I'm going to go back into these facts, but you guys tell me, tell me what you think of this. There was a woman there. She's a foreign woman, and she had a handful of kids. I don't even know how many she had, but she was talking to this dude the entire time, and her kids were running around like crazy. Like they literally thought it was a playground, and they were grabbing things and throwing things and screaming and running up and down the aisles, like nuts and this was going on not for one aisle or two aisles this was the entire time i went up and down every aisle because i had to go to the store and get everything they did this the entire time they were there and when i left they started screaming two of them started screaming in the line like screaming so i'm checking out and it's like you know like little boys have that blood curdling scream so little boys 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 scream and it's like, uh, it's, you know, I lean over, I look at the kid and I go, shh. And the mother loses her shit on me. Did he cry? She, she goes, her, she goes no, 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 no. You don't talk to my kid. You don't, you don't criticize my kid. And I said to her, I said, yes, I do. I said, this is a public area, not a playground. Try being you a parent. That? Oh, you yeah. did that? Yeah. She said, yeah, Eva no, was no, with no. Me. She goes, she goes, no, no, no. You do not talk to my kid that way. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Damn, I, see, I would have been quicker. I would have been like, no, no. The problem is that you don't talk to your kids. <laughs> Stupid ass. I said, I said, I said, sweetheart, this is not a public area. And that's all I, or, uh, this is not a, you know, not a, I forget what I said. This is not a public playground. Oh, Eva that. goes, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just snapped ass. on her. <laughs> I was just basically uh, here. I, what is that? Everybody's thinking it. I just said it. Like everybody in the place was rolling their eyes. And I see my wife. I'm just like, what is wrong with people? Jen gets mad at me because I'm the same way like you. See, now we're back to copacetic. Like somebody, somebody has to do it though. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It's like an aisle two. I almost clotheslined the kid. Like I almost or stuck I almost stuck my foot out and shoved him. And I thought, no, I'm not gonna do it. And then I got to like I got to aisle seven and I thought to myself, (laughs) I should have done it in aisle two. And then maybe she would have taken them home. <laughs> Yo, so I have this habit, April, in front of my building, like when I'm working, if I'm standing out trying to get fresh air, and I see mm-hmm. a kid acting that way, or if I see like a toddler that's like eight years old in a stroller, I'll say something. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm like, ma'am, you <laughs> like I was with my boss. My boss is the same way. We're assholes. I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, your your child's uh, feet are dragging. I think the toes are coming out of the shoes. She's like, What? I'm like, never mind, just keep going. <laughs> You see the kid like, oh my god! What is going on with that? Chuck man? Chuck says he has the same problem at breweries. I've seen that at pubs and breweries. At pubs, like parents, yeah, it's illegal. Bring, 
parents bring their kids in at pubs and breweries because they serve food, so they get away with it, right? I, there was a guy here that oh, got wow. into the news down here at um, Cappy's Pizza. He made so, it was so controversial because he said kids are not welcome. So the bar? No, it was the a bar. pizza place. It was a pizza oh, place. Pizza place. Oh. pizza place, and they serve beer. And he he threw out uh, he threw out kids, and he said. If your kids act like this, they're not welcome. And he made it like they, I guess they, they called like whatever on him. And he said, if your kids don't behave, they are not entitled to ruin other people's experience here. That guy's so a fucking you, hero. That's what I said. I because I was like, I just feel like people's kids are not entitled to ruin everybody else's experience. So don't do it on a day like today, right? Valentine's Day where people are going to be having sex and the possibility of children is a real thing. <laughs> Please, for the sake of all of us, birth control. Yes. Not fucking uh mass or, or, or be a good parent people. or be a good parent. <laughs> Thank you. Nomad. <laughs> so April, I'm going to do something and I'm going to actually turn my camera off because okay. I am. So for those that don't know, for some reason this year, it's I'm got- getting sick like every other week. I know why. <laughs> why? Why? Why do, why am I getting sick? It's not, what do I have AIDS? I don't have AIDS. Not yet. No, you know so, why. Why? I, I want to go out. You took the jabs. You think that's why I'm sick? Were you sick before? Not like this. Not all the time. Oh. I only took one. No, oh, that's good. I didn't take all right. So I'm just gonna dark my camera. I have to use this is a instead of using like a Afrin, I use saline. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. It moisturizes. So I'm here. I don't want to do this on air. It's kind of gross. So I'll be right back. Do your thing. All right. So here's another one. Lace commonly used on Valentine's day has a double meaning lace. um, The word lace comes from the Latin word lax, which means to snare or entrap. So imagine that it would later be used to symbolize snapping or snaring a person's heart. So there's that one. And then there's one other. This one's really interesting. Wearing one's heart on their sleeve has an almost literal history. During medieval times, and a lot of these come from medieval times. That's always interesting to me, how much started back then and carries over to now. So during medieval times, people plucked a name from a bowl to learn of the random Valentine for the one-day event. And then the chit that they picked would then be pinned on their sleeve for all to see. What? <laughs> what did they do? Did you not hear that? I, no, because I was I was trying to breathe. What was that? What was it? What did I they said do? wearing one's heart in the sleeve has a literal history. During medieval times, people picked uh-huh. a name from a bowl to learn a random Valentine for the one day event. Okay. Uh, the chit or the name C H I T uh, that they picked would then be pinned on their sleeve for all to see. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wear your heart on your sleeve. I'd be, yes. I thought it'd be something darker. No, no, it's 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 not. Because people did weird shit back in the day, like I they did. Chicken, like chicken blow smoke up your ass. Blow smoke up your ass has a is was a medical thing. Oh, they would blow smoke up your ass and say that they were curing a condition. Well, what yeah. the fuck condition is that? I don't. I can't remember. But this, like, the guy would do pipe smoke. The doctor do pipe smoke and blow it up your ass. And that was an actual medical procedure. One of any of that shit actually. Process? Like, remember the remember the whole leech thing? They still do leeching. So that that is that like does that really work though? Yeah. So well, thank you for the corgis red red corgos red sunny boobies. Um. So the the when people have like a nose surgery, whether they have a sinus surgery or nose job or whatever. And they need to get the extra blood out. The d- doctors will place a leech right here to draw the blood out. No kidding. They still use leeches. And the leeches actually will work. But the blowing smoke up the ass, not so much. Do don't ask. Know? I just, I don't, I just, my, I come from a family of medics. Why do you think I write so much about the medical industry, the medical industrial complex and expose them? I have a question. The What's same that? people that are blowing smoke up each other's ass. So those are the same people that go uh, asshole sunning. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, you know, the anal. 
axe. Orifice. Orifice. Yes. The anal, yeah, has a lot of um, versatility. So <laughs> you also be stinky. I'm just saying. Yeah, it can be. Yes, yes, yes. So Scott, hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at some of the things in the in the uh, in the chat. And War Demon, yes, I did see the cameo. I'm going to do it after this. So thank nice. you, thank you. Yeah, I have a cameo uh, to do after this because I'm I'm on there and I love doing them. They're fun. Um, Chuck says, I say the brewery should set up a bounce house filled with weapons and make it like the Thunderdome. Two children enter, oh. one child leaves. Ah. Yeah, just have like a bunch of kids and just like like three hammers. Place your bets. All bets are done now. Let's go. Oh, should be awesome. I can say that <laughs> oh now. My, my, my son's a teenager. You know, there's a, but yeah, the, the, yeah, parents, it's the parents' fault. It's not your fault. And she didn't say shit until, the, until you said something. It's kind of like Pitbulls. It's like Pitbulls. There's no yeah, such thing as thing. a bad pit bull. It's just bad owners. It's kind of like kids. There's no such thing as a bad kid. There's just fetal alcohol poisoning and terrible parents who are high <sighs> and neglectful and looking for validation on social media instead of raising their kid. Ooh, I I asked this woman. I'm so I'm such an asshole. I, I did ask this woman one time. I was like, are you, were you a smoker? And she's like, what? When you were pregnant? And she's like, what? <laughs> I really did. I have no fucking like. That's like, why I, I love you. I can't be friends with somebody who's not an asshole. Nah, bro. It's not not even me an asshole, April. It's just like some people are so afraid to tell people to go. Like, I want people to go tell me to fuck myself. Yeah, I'm I like okay it. With it. You know, you know what's yeah. funny? You go on social media. I like going back and forth for people. Even mm -hmm. our chat. Like when I do the other show, the wrestling show, people are fucking abusing me all the time. I fucking love it. I get off on it. I love it. It's fine. <laughs> but you got to take it back. Big week says he can't agree. There are some good, some kids, good kids, but the parents, the, but good parents, but the kid is psychotic. You're actually right. I know we're teasing. Totally teasing. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. yeah. What does Hooper say? Love Hooper. and hugs. Love yeah. And hugs. April and Big Ray. Oh, he's got it going on. He's alone on Valentine's day, loving himself with a two inch bone in ribeye and some vodka. Well, yeah, you do I'm that. That's more awesome. Than, more than two inches, at least. What? Oh, oh, the oh, is a steak. Two inch thick. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Ribeye is the way to go. Self care. Self care. That's where it's at. You want to jump into that real quick, or are you still have more of those? Self care. Stuff? Hey, like, yeah, you know. I heard something. I just wanted to. Um, I I have this old old book from 1950s. I have a lot of these really really old old books, <sighs> and they're so fascinating because, and this is why books are so great. Because somebody can't turn around and play with the HTML and change all the words and definitions on you. The definitions are what the definitions are. So I advise people to read books instead of read the internet. Because um, you'll notice that definitions change on the internet for whoever is in charge or control or paying the bills. But on this, this is called the Dictionary of Thoughts. So it's, it's interesting because you can look up any topic and there are lots of people who are much smarter than I am, and probably you, maybe not, I don't know, who, on me? various things. So if you look up truth, there will be uh, famous, um, you know, pe famous people's thoughts on truth or okay. resentment or resignation, whatever. And it's all, you know, on patience. So I looked up love because obviously we're doing a Valentine's Day thing. Sure, and I thought, and I thought this one was the most interesting Absence in love is like air upon fire. A little quickens, but much extinguishes it. Oh, I know who I know who I know who said that. Do you? Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And Stone Cold Steve Austin's name is Hannah Moore. That's his uh alias. That's his pen name. So imagine, imagine imagine he's like an eloquent writer and we don't we have no idea. There's a lot of people to do that. And a lot of people write different genres and change their pen name each time. Because apparently right. once you get into one genre, you're not allowed to write for another genre. Like right. Anne Rice uh, did like all these like almost like porn novels. Oh, and she wrote under a different name. So, oh, thank this, you for the Corgos. Didn't didn't, St didn't Stephen King. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't, uh, Big ass titties. Stephen King do something similar to that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Fred, hello, Maurizio. Oh, that's such a pretty name, Maurizio. Thank you. I'm glad that oh. you guys are joining us tonight. Big kiss from Italy. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, buongiorno. 
<laughs> there you go. All right, come on, let's go. Andiamo. Um, all right. <laughs> Andiamo. Um, so I was at this one of the, one of the two topics I want to talk about tonight. I was at MegaCon um, the weekend before this last one. Daryl, hi, welcome. And I noticed that in you know twenty plus years of doing conventions, that the it's different now. People aren't the way they used to be. Like they would come up to you before and have conversations with you and just break the ice. And it was one of the things I really loved about, uh, you know, about going was just having these conversations with people and listening and learning and, you know, the big congregation of people you're learning a lot over the weekend. I used to take notes and it doesn't seem like that anymore. So you have a lot of kids and they get in there and they're shy and they hold back and they kind of like tribe up. And trying to get them to come over and say hi is is challenging, and it just it, it made me wonder if growing up today with a screen where people are you know texting uh -huh. and playing video games live mm -hmm. is not creating a situation where communication is extremely difficult now. So I started looking things up. Mm. And did you know that only 7% out of a, out of a 100% thing, only 7% of communication is our actual words. What do you mean? So like, it's between people now. Yeah. yeah. In general from, for anybody. So a lot of it is nonverbal. A lot of it's body language. So nonverbal communications would be like, Hmm, uh -huh. or, mm -hmm, or mm. how about so anything? Yeah. Yeah, that could maybe uh, that could be either either one. So a lot of uh, a lot of it is body language, and being able to read the room. And I, I mentioned this because um, a friend of mine's son has like has very little. By very little, I mean like zero social skills. Like he can't pick up on cues from other people. He's not able to understand what's going on. He doesn't know what's polite or impolite. He can't, he can't understand how what he's saying or doing is offensive to people. Is he autistic or? No, he's not. At least it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he is. How old is he more or less? Uh, uh, 12. All right. So that's an awkward stage. Um, it is an awkward stage, but I at noticed... this particular point, you should be able to feel like how things are going. You know, what's funny. But I noticed it with other kids at MegaCon too. So I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to speak for experience to to, to uh, solidify or validify your your, uh, your validate statement. anyway. Validate. I like that. <laughs> solidify and validate. Validify. Go. Validify. I'm, that's yeah, going to be sure. our word. Why not? I like it. So when Aiden was around that age, mm -hmm. Jennifer thought he did a lot of weird, awkward shit when it came to you know like joking around or saying things that are like way not out of line like he wouldn't be like hey you're inappropriate <laughs> right but it's just like you know um you don't speak to an adult like that you don't and, and what he wasn't trying to be rude aiden is not a rude kid he's grown out of it as he's gone to high school and, and started socializing a lot lot more but um i think and it's not it's not with us like like i think our generation might have been the last Maybe. Maybe the generation after us, but mm -hmm. this generation Z or whatever the fuck they call themselves, yeah, it's weird, dude. And so they're, weird. some of our bright, smart kids, you know, they're yeah. just different. But if Fred even says kids don't know how to read people these days, and I think that's why a lot of them right. want to work from home. I'm Agreed. yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. And I think you know, I mean, think about it. If you were stranded on an island your entire life, and right. it's just you, and your only means of communication is like sending messages in a bottle, right? Right. <laughs> And and then you meet somebody face to face, you're gonna be like, uh, oh, uh, like butthead, right? Oh so yeah, so this is this is something we need to be um aware of. Cause to me, when I looked around and I was at like I said, I was at this convention, it seemed like literally at least half of these kids or people in general, half of these people were on the spectrum. Now I don't know if they were or weren't, but that's how they came off. Like they were on the spectrum. Right. So um, this is something for people who are younger to be aware of how they are coming off to others. Um, and this is something for older people to be aware of because I, I'm not sure that they understand how younger kids are handicapped 
literally with not being able to communicate effectively or read read uh, body language and, and intent. So, and hello, Chowney man. Thanks for everybody to everyone joining us late. So this is why I think there's so many, we never heard things like, you know, boomers and Gen Z and Gen Z, Gen X and Gen, well, they never talk about Gen X. They just skip us. But this is why they never, we never heard so much about the generation separations before. And of course that could be just another way to divide and conquer like they always do. Right. But it could also be just a marked um, issue between everybody uh, due to lack of communication or communication breakdown. So this is something to be aware of if you're trying to communicate with people of various generations. You have to remember that from here, you know, X, not X on down, I'm just using that as a, from at a certain point on down, the communication is relying heavily on words and screens. Mm. And like I said, 90% of communication between people is nonverbal. So when you're handicapped and not under, uh, able to understand nonverbal cues, it's difficult for people to understand intent or, or it's easy for them to take things the wrong way. Word. So when, and here's, here's why a lot of things happen um, when things go awry, texting. So just pick up the phone and call. You know, when in doubt, if you're dating somebody, if you're not sure what's going on with a friend, because inflection of the voice, right? You you can't argue with somebody. Do, if you do not get into, don't get into an argument. Don't engage in an argument through text. Just pick up the phone and call. And then you can kind of have, you can get a lot more done, Bro. a lot easier, and you can understand you know, the voice kind of like if you've ever seen, if you look this up, key and peel text communication, their text yes. communication skit, it is hilarious. And it's you so want me, accurate. You want me to pull that up? See if I can find it. Is yeah, How long is it? Is it, it super long? I, it's like four minutes or something. I, I mean, think. we could just show a, a show a brief part of it. Just so you could. Uh, yeah, sure. But, but well, take, a look at, uh, take a look at, at the end. It comes stuff. together. Take a look huh? at Gammy's. Take a look at Gammy's. Oh, Gammy's. He says, as someone who was on the spectrum, I learned a lot when it comes to bad communication, uh, even got canceled for it. Wow. I often think a lot about what I need to say and I have to take it slow. That is uh, actually really good advice for others too. We are, we are reactive. People are reactive more than ever now and responding is the way to go. So it sounds like, it sounds like you had to learn to respond instead of react. And that's a lesson everybody should learn, not just people on the spectrum. And I know we have several people who are on the spectrum in here um, just because I've met quite a few and I know the names I know who I'm, who's in here now. And um, this is something that all, I think all of us can learn. So there's right. very few people who are NT neurotypical these days, whether it's, whether it's spectrum, bipolar disorder, anxiety, depression, there, there's very few people who, are, are running straight and narrow anymore, you know. So I, so it's, it's it's less than three minutes long. It's very short, actually. Oh, let's watch it because it's entertaining. All right, let's watch it. Here we go. Okay. I've been trying to reach out to you all day. Are we on for tonight? Jeez. What? You can't catch me. You can't catch me. I'm Lance Moore. Touchdown, bitch. What? Pause. That's definitely Colin. <laughs> oh, shoot. Keegan's been texting me. Sorry, dude. Missed your texts. Uh-huh. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> These are half of my arguments with my wife, by the way. Sorry, dude. Missed your texts. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever I don't care. Whatever I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck is his problem? Oh, it's on. It's Do on now. Want to hang out? Do you even want to hang out? Oh, let's consider it. <sighs> like I said, whatever. I whatever. Like I said, whatever. Fuck this guy. <laughs> These are who are fucking priceless. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the one who's fucking priceless. This. That's me right there. Oh, he wants to. Oh, I'm kicking. <laughs> okay. You want to go right now? Huh. Guess I could do that. <clears throat> okay. Okay, let's go. He said, okay, let's go. All right, you know what? You know what? You want to really do this now? Keegan, King Nut, you're not putting me out. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Oh, you fucking asshole. He's going to beat his ass. mine. Oh, no. Oh, no. There ain't going to be no rounds, asshole. It's going to be a fucking street fight. This son of a I never thought of that. First round's mine. Buddy! Like I said, first round's mine. A beer and a gimlet. My partner, right? What's that? (laughs) Uh, I I, I got you a baseball bat with nails in it. For my post-apocalyptic Jackie Robinson costume, how did you know? The gift that keeps... (laughs) That is fucking awesome. To me, I'm, I'm, I'm the other one because I'm like, I never, I don't know. I just miss texts and people get upset and there's actually a thing. Okay. That, that brings us into uh, an interesting story. There is a, uh, a story about, there's not a thing. I'm sorry. There's such a thing called attachment theory. And there is, there is people respond differently according to their attachment theory. And a lot of people get, really, really upset if you don't, you know, like say you text somebody and they don't respond for three hours. Some people start freaking the fuck out and start having a thing. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not one of them. I am that person that will take three hours because I'm doing stuff. I'm, I'm writing, I'm busy, I'm whatever. And my whole, my whole point is if it's important, call me. Um, <clears throat> otherwise the reason we do text is to respond back when we have time. Right. That's why it's text. Um, and what's up, Jamie? Hi. So, yeah. So th- there's okay. So attachment theory. This is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I also have some really interesting stories to tell you too, as far as historical Valentine craziness. Go for but it. attachment theory is something that's very real. Uh, it is scientific, and it's it happens to all of us between zero and two years old. So there are four types of attachment, and you should take the test. So. <clears throat> Go online and look for an attachment theory test. Take it to find out what you are. So the first one is securely attached. So these will affect all of your relationships, your career, everything. So I'm not sure we we were supposed to touch uh, touch on attachment theory, Alex, but I don't think we actually got to it. So they're securely attached. And then the other three are insecurely attached. So after that, you have... Uh, the anxious attached, you have the avoidant, and then you've got a fearful avoidant. So anxious attached is a clingy person. Uh, avoidant is somebody who's like, they, they don't need anybody. They push people away. They run. They're uncomfortable uh, when too vulnerable, too close. Right. And the fearful avoidant really wants to be attached, but they tend to run. They run hot and cold. They are used to chronic chaos. Uh, a lot of times they come from an alcoholic uh, household or alcoholic parent or a a, um, a parent with borderline personality disorder or narcissist um, where they're used to the parent being hot and cold and they, they get that way as well. Nice. Um, Good times. <clears throat> so the reason that's important to know all of this is because it affects things that we don't even think we understand and it helps you break patterns. So if you've been in the same relationships over and over and over again, this is why. And a lot of people, you know, you read these self-help books and you can go to therapy. If you have a good therapist, she's already, or he's already talked to you about this, but if you don't, they haven't. So this is something that you can work on yourself. And the good news is, is that you can't, you can't diagnose yourself, Gam. You have to actually take the test. So you can go online and look up the uh, attachment theory tests and go through and answer, I don't know, X amount of questions. It's not very, it's, it's everywhere. And it's not very long. Um, but the good news is whatever attachment type you are, if you're in the um, insecure attachment, you can become securely attached. So wherever you are, it does not mean that's where you're going to stay. 
Right. By, it just tells, shows you where you are at that moment. Yeah, it shows you where you are and it'll show your pattern. So here's an example. There was a woman who pursued becoming a weather woman um, with gusto. Like that was her thing. She wanted to become a weather woman. And she per- she pursued this career all the way up to where she was on TV every single night. And she didn't realize that she did it because, and this is, this is where she learned, her parents loved to watch the weather. And she figured if she was on TV doing the weather, she would gain their approval finally. So where we are in our careers also have to do with our attachment theory. So when you're, okay, when you're a kid and you're securely attached, when you're a baby uh, and you cry and you're securely, how you become securely attached is your caretaker, whether that is a mother, father, grandparent, uh, foster parent, whoever your caretaker is, when you have needs as a baby between zero and two years old, your needs are met. So you grow to understand that you can trust people, you can be vulnerable, and that if you need something, your needs will be met. If you're anxious uh, and you, you cry and you have you and your baby, your needs have not been met. So when you're avoidant, again, a fearful avoidant, your needs have not been met as a baby. You have learned that you cannot trust your caretakers to be there. And a lot of times a fearful avoidant is raised by somebody who is both a fearful parent. They're, they're scared to be a parent and they're also scary. So the same person who's taking care of you is the same person you're afraid of. So this can creates a lot of uh, conflict. And this plays out later in relationships with trying to be vulnerable, trying to trust people. And you end up in the same relationships a lot of times over and over again until you can heal that. Um, so I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist, so I can't go into this the way that somebody who is a professional licensed professional can, but you should take the test. You should try and figure out what you are and you might be able to break a lot of patterns and figure out a lot about yourself. Um, it will help you have more fulfilled relationships. It'll help you achieve more in work or, or get to a career that you want to have. And it'll just, it'll help you get to a better place. If you can figure out what has been holding you back. That's fucking cool. (laughs) I mean, it makes, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, it does. I mean, I, I mean, just, I'll use a bare bones example. Like my mother growing up, uh, Always in st- like she was she's a, she was very afraid to fly. She's very afraid afraid to uh, get on like you know we went to amusement parks. She was mm-hmm. the one that that never got on the roller coaster and was always scared and would yeah there you go. She would really instill fear in my heart. You know that 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 riding a roller coaster was dangerous and stuff like that. But and I was always afraid until one day my brother just dragged me and said you know you're jumping on this fucking roller coaster with me. Mm-hmm. And I broke it and I changed and I ended up you know loving it. And then guess what? My son loves it. He's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, so cool. I got it. Yeah, you can change. Can't Here, breathe. I'll tell you. Can't breathe, April. You can't breathe today? Oh. <sighs> Sucks. How am I going to make out with my wife? Okay, all you have to do is... <laughs> <laughs> all you have to do is type in attachment style quiz, and it will come up. And it takes maybe five minutes and then they'll send you, they'll tell you what your, your, your information is. Just try to really think about it. Don't rip through and do it. Read everything. Really think about it. Really be honest. And uh, again, it's a attachment style quiz when you search for it. And be honest with yourselves. Cause a lot of times we take these quizzes and we think that we're, yeah, you know, uh, we're afraid to, to, you know, Hey, do you like, uh, do you like your nipples played with? Uh, oh, that's weird. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just saying. Just what's saying. up, <laughs> Green Dalek Pete? Hi, what's up? He, I'm, he's, his things sigh dives down this rabbit hole. That's hilarious. What does it say? Ray asked her to do all the work this year, and you promised to make it up next year. Yeah, exactly. That's a, oh, that's mean, a good suggestion right there. You mean all the work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that that might be helpful because a lot a lot of people self-sabotage and they don't even realize why so 
for example, a lot of people will self-sabotage and these are usually anxiously attached people or fearful avoidant people. So people that have a lot of anxiety will self-sabotage when something's going good. For example, you have a good relationship. Uh, It's, you know, you're in the six month, five month, seven month, one year, things are going good, right? Why do people self-sabotage, do you think? Or why do you self-sabotage your career? Why do you think that? That was, can I tell you? Yeah, tell me. That was forever Yeah, my problem. A lot of people do it. Why do you think people fall short of their potential and get a job instead of a career? Why do you think they do it? That's crazy. That's That was- No, I'm going to tell you why. All right, tell me why. Tell me why, and then I'll I'll tell you when it changed. Because if you self-sabotage and ruin it, Uh you know where you're going to be in a few months. Whereas if you let it ride and your career takes off or this relationship takes off, you're putting the power into somebody else's hand. You don't know where it's going to be. And if you have anxiety that can drive you fucking nuts. Wow. Yeah. I guess so you're people right. Self-sabotage and ruin their careers and ruin their relationships all the time. If they don't fix this shit and people who want to have a good relationship or want to have a good career don't even realize that they're doing this because a lot of times they're doing it unconsciously. So you have to realize that you're doing it. And that's when it changed for me. Yeah. When I realized, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, I was so, jumping around from like, like not for nothing. I, I love being a doorman, but I was jumping around from building the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't happy. Same thing in relationships. You know, I would just, I would, I would literally, I would make whoever's with me try to break up with me. Yeah. When, when she hit the fan. Of course. Until I met this one over here, you know, where we had bumpy roads and stuff like that. And I almost self-sabotaged the way out, but you know, I, I woke up, I said, like, what am I, what am I doing? And then when I fixed, like when I worked on that, aspect of it everything else fell into place mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah it does like i realized a lot of, oh, yeah a lot of people straighten out after that and That's things crazy. start coming to you yeah hi wolf happy valentine's day april, april i got like 11 minutes left okay well then uh it's good because i don't have much left oh good <laughs> okay so <laughs> sorry guys it's gonna be sure i gotta run out of here in the it's all right sick as i, I got a couple of fun stories for you guys go for it okay here's this is a history book. Very, very good. Written by the captain. Yeah. So one, Morgan or or, nope, or Crunch. Nope. His name's Kyle. You can find him. Kyle Creek. Oh. So this one's called To Death Do You Part or Not? It says you're a fucking catch. And anyone you date should fucking act like it. Don't waste your time with someone who only wants to hang out at home, doesn't invite you to see their friends, and is all around to keep you to themselves kind of asshole. Find someone who's proud to be with you and wants to show you off like King Pedro, a.k.a. Peter of Portugal and how he did his second wife, Inez de Castro. Here's his story. After the death of his first wife in 1345, an arranged marriage, Pedro married Inez against his father's wishes, causing an absolute shitstorm in the royal kingdom. Why? Well, Inez was not of royal blood. Thus, their union offered no political advantage. So in 1355, Pedro's father, King Alfonso IV, hired three men to kidnap Inez and, well, cut off her fucking head. And you thought your dad overreacted when you brought her first boyfriend home in high school. Upon learning about this, Pedro swore revenge, and he was just a little prince without much power. Fortunately for him, he didn't have to wait too long to inherit the power necessary to enact his plan. In 1357, dad died, and Pedro became the new king. And what was King Pedro's first order of business? Simple. He was going to make good on his vengeful promise. He tracked down the three men who killed Inez and had their hearts ripped out while they were still alive. Because as he claimed, they had done the same to him when they killed his Inez. Pretty emo if you ask me, but I can respect it. Yeah. Then Pedro. Sorry. Sorry. Exactly. Oh, there's a whole bunch of these. Then Pedro had Inez's body exhumed dressed in royal cloth and seated next to him on the throne as the rightful queen. Yep. That's how Pedro was dead without makeup and no fucking eyebrows 
but probably with some kick-ass skeleton contouring, Pedro still wanted to show her off. So much so that he forced the entire kingdom to form a line, bow, and kiss her dead bony hands. Now that's a dude who was proud of his relationship and truly did not give a fuck about what others had to say about it. It's worth noting that Pedro went on to become a complete psychopath of a king known for his affinity for torture, brutality, and living heart removal. But let's not focus on that. Let's focus on how proud he was to be married to Inez and how little he cared about the opinions of others. Gammy says, uh, I respect King Pedro's grind. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. So wait, he, so how long had she, so she'd been dead for a while? Oh, yeah. She was a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's another he, one for you. He married the skeleton. He, well, he, yeah. He was, I think he was already married to her, but they killed him. That was already his wife, but uh, they went and kidnapped her and killed her. All right. Here's one called Step Your Game Up. Everyone loves surprises. Think outside the bin with your next romantic gesture. It's hot. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Seriously, what the fuck is your girlfriend going to do with a 52-inch teddy bear anyway? Come on, use your imagination for, imagination for something other than dreaming about a rap career for once. Your poor girl has been putting up with your shit for months, maybe even years. And all you can do is get her something from the front bin of local Walmart. That's just wrong. Let's set the bar high with this historical example of a dude going all the way for his girl. The year is 1931, and King Edward VIII, at this time he was just Prince Edward, meets a married American woman by the name of Wallace Simpson. They hit it off, and they frequent the bone zone together for a number of years, and Edward is convinced that she is the one. Wallace, feeling equally as passionate, obtains a divorce and gets ready to put her wifey lock on Edward's crown jewels. At this time, in the early 1936, Edward's dad dies and Prince Edward becomes King Edward. Now, this is where it gets complicated. Edward and Ms. Simpson's little arrangement is met with heavy opposition by the British government on all kinds of legal, political, religious, and moral grounds. The gist of it, as King, England, as King of England, Edward was not allowed to marry a divorced woman because it was against the beliefs of the Church of England. So what did Edward do? He gave up his throne. Yep, the dude gave up his position as the king of motherfucking England just so wow. he could marry the divorced Mrs. Simpson. And the two lived together the remainder of their lives in the beautiful French countryside. Now, Edward may have given up his position as, of king, as king of England, but in terms of romantic gestures, he will always be the king. In other words, step up your game. That's fucking dope. <laughs> I, like, I like the uh I, I made a hashtag here. Hashtag the bone zone. The bone zone. I like that. And here's one more that's pretty good. I think you guys will appreciate this one. <laughs> Lady lovers, if you're lucky enough to land yourself a badass girl, you better hold on to her. Hold on to her the way you clutch a hundred dollar bill, a gift card to your favorite restaurant, or anything else you find as important as food and money. Because you know what they say, you don't know what you have until it's gone. So just how does one go about finding one of these li little elusive, unwavering creatures of badassedness? Online dating? Nope. Well, unless you want to date your fucking cousin or someone you went to high school with, equally disgusting options. Your best bet is probably going to be in person, although a friend of a friend, but most likely it will happen when you least expect it. You might even die before you have a chance to realize how badass your girl really is. Take, for example, Jean de Clisson also known as the Lioness of Brittany. If that nickname doesn't prove how badass this woman is, let me tell you a little more about her. In the year 1330, Jean married Olivier de Clisson IV, a wealthy Breton lord and son of a military legend. And like all political couples, Olivier and Jean were under fervent, unrelenting scrutiny. In fact, in 1343, this resulted in Olivier being arrested by his own countrymen regarding a previous conflict he'd had with the English. He was put on trial, found guilty, and beheaded on August 2nd, 1343. Yeah, there wasn't much of an appeal process back then. Appalled. Oh, yeah. Appalled by the unjust treatment and the execution of her beloved husband, Jeanne swore to avenge his death. So she purchased three ships, painted them black, 
dyed the sails blood red and became a fucking pirate. She then hired a crew along with two, the, the, the two sons that she shared with Olivier and together the family pursued and captured French fleets, which is way better than a family road trip, especially yeah. to Disney. As each new ship was captured, Jean would board the vessel and proceed to personally chop the French nobles' heads off with a fucking axe, a tribute to the way the French nobility had killed her husband. Now, if you're debating whether you should marry your current girlfriend, just ask how far she's willing to go to avenge your death. That's a great test of badassness. And if you have yourself a Jean, you better get that girl a ring. Jesus Christ. The fuck, April? <laughs> I know. You want to hear just, one last one? Give me one last one before we. Before here's we one last out. one that I think you guys will appreciate. Not quite as wild as the other ones, but this one you might appreciate. Okay. <laughs> Peter's like, oh hell yeah, pirates. <laughs> and we have some this people one. coming in here late, by the way. I just want to. Oh yeah. Well, welcome, welcome. welcome. Thank you for joining and, us late. And All right. This one's called keeping it over here. <laughs> this one's called keeping it private. Couples. Some of them are disgusting. The ones who are always kissing, sitting on the same side of the booth, sharing entrees. Notice how we did not do a show about any of that tonight. Uh, finishing each other's sentences, wearing matching outfits, using pet names. Sorry. Uh, if you're <laughs> doing a multitude of other obnoxious PG rated acts of love. Seriously, though, if you're going to get down with some public displays of affection, at least make it worth watching for the rest of us. Either make me horny. Or make your way into a car and get the fuck home, you cute, gross, disgusting lovebirds. But whatever you do, don't go fighting and arguing in public because there's nothing more uncomfortable and inappropriate than airing your dirty public laundry in front of an audience. And yes, social media does count as in public. Besides, you're probably arguing about some dumb, boring couple shit anyway. Speaking of that, I feel it's my duty to inform you that there are no rules when it comes to jumping ahead to the next episode in a series that you started together. There's no together when it comes to binge watching, binge drinking, or binge eating. It's every man, woman, or gender neutral individual for themselves. I don't know about that. No, I think it's a cheat. If you cheat on your, on your person, you start watching something together. You got to stay together on that. I agree anyway, with that. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. I'm going to disagree with that one there. Sorry, captain. Anyway, you know, who's great at keeping their arguments quiet? Mine's. Me. You know who else was great at this? Thomas fucking Edison. Yeah, the light bulb guy. You see, after Thomas married his second wife, Mina Miller, in 1886, he taught her Morse code so that they could communicate with finger tapping while holding hands, allowing them to have private conversations in a crowded room. It's kind of like texting when you're sitting right next to each other, except way cooler because it's fucking Morse code and it requires you to actually be smart and not own a smartphone like anybody could do. My point is that Thomas Edison was a smart guy. And as a smart guy, he knew that not everyone needed to hear his private conversations with his wife. You should do the same thing. Be smart. Be like Thomas and keep party gossip between the two of you. Now enjoy the rest of your day. Keep practicing your Morse code, which will give, it would give the phrase tap that an entirely new meaning in your relationship. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so there are some uh, fun love stories from history that maybe we could all learn from. Maybe we could not learn from, but hey, they're entertaining nonetheless. Learn your history or you're doomed to repeat it. Although being a pirate might be fun. And don't dig up your ex <laughs> and you know have people kiss their hands. That's weird. That's right. Hey, I just want to say, if you want to see more of me, you can find me on... Uh, April uh Patreon April Hunter. You can see me on Instagram, Real April Hunter, Twitter April Hunter, and you can watch every episode we've ever done on Patreon.com uh, the A Show. And I appreciate y'all being here. Thank you for being here a little early. Much, 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 much appreciated. Thank you. We're here live every Wednesday night. Uh, we're on Twitch, we're on Rumble, and we are on youtube so we look forward to seeing you again right and uh next week you know we'll do our regular you know hour and 30 minutes or whatever maybe we go a little longer next week or whatever but uh you know i'm running out of here i feel like shit i don't know how to tell my wife right ray's got a date with his lovely wife i do he's got he's got some place to be 
I got to go to dinner, basically. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but neither here nor there, guys. Follow me on social media at Big Ray Hernandez. Thank you for joining us here. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope that you take today to love yourself. And then yeah, you take care of to, yourself. Yeah, you know, hey, once you learn how to love yourself, then you can love anybody. Loving yourself is probably the hardest thing to do. So work on that, guys. Love yourselves. We love you. We appreciate you. April? 100%. And I also want to say, for those of you looking for a Valentine, I put up a big old Valentine's post on Patreon, aprilhunter.com, and OnlyFans. So OnlyFans April Hunter, aprilhunter.net, Patreon April Hunter. Enjoy, and I appreciate everybody who has been amazing to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for my Valentine's gifts. Mwah. We out. Peace. Happy, happy. Yeet. Boobies. Hot knockers. Big ass titties. Woo.